Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Well, welcome to another edition of Hidden Treasures Revealed. We are on the air, and tonight I have a person here with me, one of our gathering, Sergio Arroyo. Sergio, good to have you tonight. How was your day today? Uh, good to be here. Um, it went well, actually. had some good time with just conversating with y'all, and um, um, tried not to be nervous in regards to being here, so... Um, just thanking y'all for the opportunity to just be here and uh, talk things of faith. And Sergio is a part of our gathering. And Sergio, how long have you been probably coming to the church gathering, just to refresh my memory? Uh, it's like I think it was like 2010, as far as I remember. So probably 12, 13 12, years mm-hmm. going. And Sergio is here with me tonight. Good to have him here. And Phil, who was normally here with me, uh, is not here tonight. His wife, Cindy, who's also a part of our church gathering, uh, had surgery today and is in the hospital, and uh, she's doing well, and Phil is with her. So, um, Sergio, you're the stepping in with me tonight. So um, to have the spiritual time with Yah, the podcast they've allowed us to have. So they are in Yah's hands, and we're just good to be here with you and get to have opportunity for Socratic conversation and different things that come to mind. And this is what this came to me actually, and it's different ways that Yah will bring things to me at times. And sometimes for the podcast, they'll give it maybe the day before some days we'll get, gosh, even as you're even coming in, we'll get an idea. And sometimes I've even had it where, in my mind, nothing really concrete has come to mind, but we still have information. So it's really just a good opportunity to trust in Yah more and more and not depend on ourselves, but depend on them. And this is one of those where I was just had the concept come around to my mind and really had you in mind, not a specific absolute thing, but you had come to mind with this and I thought, since you're going to be with me on the podcast and you haven't been on before, what is something that Yah would impress on us to talk about that would go in line with all their truth anyway, Mm -hmm. that you would be able to come in and be able to speak about. And this is what came to mind. And also from the aspect of Cindy having her surgery and just thinking about the aspect of just being healthy and how many things do you see on the internet and on television ads and things? And people will say, yep, you need to stop eating that if you want to be healthy, or if you want to be healthy, do this or do this exercise program. 
do this or, and have you ever heard anybody come right and say, okay, in regards to weight loss, this is it. This is what you need to do. There's nothing else you need to do. This is the absolute thing. And there are people that have different diets. You have the Atkins diet, or I'm just making this up, the beach diet, the young kids diet, whatever it is. And people will get information from different people and they'll be absolutely convinced. And this is, this is how you're healthy. And with this podcast, the goal of this podcast is to reach people that want to know the truth, people that are broken, people that are broken, that they, they've been through Christianity, they've been through different religions, and they're just, they're not getting what they need. They're, you read the Bible, and I'm, I'm reading the Bible here, and it's just, is not lining up with what I see here. And it's just, um, I'm missing something. What is it? I really want to know the truth, because I know then I'm not right before God. I know that I sin, but I just, I don't, how do I get away from it? What do I do? We're looking for people that really want to know the truth. If you're listening to this and you may disagree and you say, well, that's not true or they're wrong or whatever. Well, this isn't going to be for everybody that if, if you listen to this and you say, well, I don't agree with that. I don't want that. Then there's a lot of other podcasts. There's different things you can do, but these are for the goal is for the people that really want to know truth, that are seeking God with all their heart, that want to know the truth no matter how it affects them. And those are the people that we're talking to. We're not talking to somebody that, well, I just want to hear what you say and if it sounds good. Well, a lot of things that we're going to say are going to be either directly from God themselves, from the Bible, and it's going to be things that people don't want to hear and that will turn people off. But to those that are willing to, to have the grit, the determination, that's who this is for. And when we speak about health, you can look at health from different aspects. You can look at health as, well, I'm not sick and I don't have any kind of ailment, so I'm healthy. You could look at it and say, well, my overall well-being is really good. So I'm healthy. I'm not sick right now. I don't have COVID. I don't have the flu. I don't have a cold. So I'm healthy. You could say I'm eating healthy because I eat vegetables and I don't drink soda. I'm healthy. And somebody else would say, well, soda and or wine is good for you. So I'm drinking wine and I'm eating things with olive oil and I'm healthy. There's so many opinions on it, but with Yah and the faith of Yah, that we will still have opinions. But when we profess to people that we are convinced of something, it's not to be based on an opinion. If you're convinced of it and you're convinced because one, it's in the word of God, two, it lines up with the truth, three, you verified it with Yah directly, then I'm convinced that this is the truth. Yah has verified it. I have experience and there are things that we can say that we know when we've had experience with it. So we are convinced of what we know and really knowing is we have the absolute uh, proof of it. But when we say these things, we're convinced of these things, but for you to be convinced, 
you've got to seek God with all your heart. You have to do the work. You have to look into it and seek after it. You have to call out for insight. You have to call out for understanding. You have to incline your ear to wisdom, as the word says in Proverbs 2. So what we do is with us speaking the truth, we are to convince. But for you to be convinced, you've got to weigh the evidence. And you've got to be convinced by you weighing the evidence against the word, against what the Bible says, talking to Yah. Don't just listen to what I would say or Sergio would say or Phil would say. You look into it. You, with the help of God, you figure it out and you be convinced of it and make sure it lines up. And you go with it that way. Don't just listen to us and say, well, they're really convincing and that sounds great. And they sound like they know what they're talking about. So I'm going to believe it. No, don't do that. Now, if you verify with Yah, you see it lines up with the Word of God, then, okay, well, what they said lines up, so because that lines up, that I'm convinced that they're speaking the truth because it lines up with these aspects. So with that being said, talking about health, Sergio, I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak to everybody because this past Sunday, as you came into our gathering, you had some back pain, and that's really what started this. And it made me think, okay, somebody you know has pain, they have an ailment. What does that say about the situation? And I'll speak a little bit to that after, but if you could share one, when you started feeling the pain, and you had spoken to me that you had went to Yah with this, and share with us how the pain came on, kind of what went on around that. And then with your conversation with Yah, explain to us what, what happened with you with this. So in regards to, uh, so I've had some lower back pain, um, for the last week, probably about a week. Um, cause it started, uh, started Monday. So I was just you know, didn't think anything of it. Uh, just was stretching it out and um, put some heat here and there. Took some ibuprofen, um, and then uh, let's see here was Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Um, I was at work, just working around, and then I felt um, in regards to. Uh, the lower back pain just starting to kick up. And again, I I felt like it was more or less, this is before Thanksgiving. So, um, so yet again, just continue to do what I would have known to do as in regards to putting heat, ibuprofen, also um, a cold pack, stretch it, um, and then Thursday seemed like it got better, but then I went to work on Friday, Friday morning. Went to go and got up. I felt fine. Went to work, and it just started to amp up even more. And then I went to grab some rotors. The first, uh, I went because I work at an auto parts store, so I went and got grabbed some rotors the first time, and then I was just like. Mm, that doesn't feel right. So when I went to go grab another set of rotors about a couple hours later, it 
just felt like something pulled. And I I couldn't even lift up those rotors. So I got, you know, just got sent home and um in regard and went to go see my chiropractor and he just it seemed like he said it was inflamed. So uh it pretty much stayed that way all the way through the weekend. And yet again, just by discernment and crying out to Yah and seeing that um, something I asked for because I'm seeking Yah with all my heart and I'm I'm de- I'm desiring to know who I am before Yah and I and there's been plenty of times where I'm just having my conversational relationship with Yah with Abba and. I'm just crying out to Abba, just saying, you know, show me who I am. Reveal to me things I'm not seeing. Um, break me, because I want to be fully broken to be humble before you. And um, confirmation on on uh, Sunday, this past Sunday, um, at the gathering where we, um, the, with the conversation, um, and I'm just speaking to y'all and listening at the conversation at the same time. And I just get a, didn't you ask for this? Didn't you ask me to be broken? To show you different things that you're not seeing. And, um, and again, it, I was like, wow, okay. And. In doing so, I just thanked Yah because um, it 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 um, we had a, that com- we had the conversation about the fire coals and the fire coals as struggles. So I see this as a struggle that I can just give thanks to Yah, and um, and just give them praise, but to bear under it and. Doing so, um, for the last two days, well, second day today, um, so I went to my chiropractor, and he put me off work for three days, and, um, I have to go tomorrow to see and get a reevaluation, see, you know, if we're making progress, or if I need to probably go see someone else, a specialist, or whatnot, and seeing if there might have been something more. So, even with that, just going back to the aspect of health um, and uh, just seeing different aspects of myself, of who I am before Yah, and in regards to my health before Yah, I can see that for me, I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm a valley of dry bones, I would say. And but I'm the Valley of Dry Bones that's crying out to Yah to be pieced back together. <laughs> and um, and that's what came to mind in regards to health um, was that aspect of, uh, I think it was in, Jer- is, it, uh, is it Ezekiel? Uh, it the Valley of Dry Bones is Ezekiel, as far as I remember. That, yeah, I don't I have my Bible here, but as far as I can remember, yes. Um. But in itself, um, uh, 
I see that that uh, in regards to just crying out for y'all to to help me to um, yet again show me things from my subconscious that I'm not able to see, so that when it's shown to me, it can be consciously known, and I can set my mind to fix it or to start working on it. Um, but that's pretty much the gist of it in regards to it. Um, and in regards to just, um, seeing different aspects of yourself before Yah, that, um, it, it goes back to the brokenness. Um, and, and there's times where I myself am crying out to Yah, just and self um, of having um, not not a Job moment, but my Sergio moment before Yah, so that I can be fully broken to be fully put back together. Ask you a question in regards to this. And I'm not going to put an absolution to this, but for the majority of the time, when would you go to a doctor for anything? When you're sick, when you're already down, as in when you're when you're sick, like in fever or when you got the ailment to the certain degree of pain that you can't tolerate. And would you say when you realize that there's a problem? Mm. Yes. Now, and the reason I said not an absolution of every time, because there are times you go to a, to a doctor to get a physical mm -hmm. and you may not have any ailment that you know about because the majority of the time we have pain that drives us. Well, wait a minute. The pain is a trigger for me that something is not right. Something's wrong. Something's out of balance. The majority of the time, the pain will make you seek out a doctor because, Hey, something isn't working right. Like my, my back is hurting. Did I pull a muscle? My foot is hurting. Did I twist an ankle? Something like that to where if you don't recognize there's an issue or you don't, you're not convinced there's an issue. Most of the time you wouldn't seek out a doctor and you can even put this to in your house that would you just call a plumber just to call a plumber, just to come and check in all your piping? Well, you could, but the majority of the time, well, why are you calling a plumber? We don't have any plumbing issues. Well, you don't know that there could be a start of a clog or a sink is a slow runner. And you're like, well, I could call a plumber, but I'll just wait a little while or, but the main thing is, is that unless you realize you have a problem and you feel it, you know, it, you're, you wouldn't necessarily seek for help. And with the circumstance that you had with your back, I've had times of lower back pain. I've had times of pain where I actually had at times, and even here recently, I'll have a, a prostate inflammation that men will have that what I found was over the years, and this is before going to Yah about this, that in my job, I do insurance work. And the majority of my day is sitting in a chair and sitting in a, in a fixed position, not that I don't move around. But I would have a lot of time where I sit in the same position. It's the same thing with carpal tunnel. For those that do a lot of typing, that the carpal tunnel comes when you hold your hands in a certain position for a long period of time. And it does stress to the 
uh, to the body. And not even seeing this, I actually had that condition probably for multiple years and just had a kind of like a lagging, not really a huge pain, but just kind of more of just an irritation, um, kind of like around the, my lower leg, um, kind of groin area and just being prideful and stubborn, just, well, I'll just deal with it. Cause I don't want to go to the doctor because what if it could be, cause we talked about what ifs, what if it's cancer or what if it's, well, I just, you know, the pain's not getting worse. So I'll, the things that men and women do to justify not seeking help, cause we don't want people to know that we're in pain and we're weak and we're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But with this, and I've had the back pain before and like the prostate issue until seeking after Yah, having faith in Yah, I didn't go to God and ask them, like you said, Yah, is there, I'm having this pain that's not been there. There's something going on here. I'm, is it something that I've done? Is it something that I'm doing now that I don't see that's causing this? Is there something in my spiritual walk that is manifesting itself in the physical? There's so many things that can be going on. And if you don't verify, then you're not going to know. And when I say verify, going to Yah, and you can go to Abba or to Yeshua and to Mother, and they have the ability to answer. And sometimes the answer is, and when I'm doing that intentionally, the silence is, I want you to evaluate or nothing's going on. And that could be silence or dig into it. Think about it. You know, is there something going on? And can you correlate where the pain is in that part of the body to a spiritual issue? I've had personal experience with this. I've had times where I've had pain and Yah has told me specifically, this is for a reason for you to learn to build your pain tolerance. There's nothing going on. I've had them tell me it's not cancer. It's just something for you to deal with. And then going back to verify, Yah, are you, yes, it's not cancer. It's something for you to deal with. Multiple times like that. I've had times when they don't say anything which they do say things, but when I say they don't say anything from the understanding of I'm not hearing audibly from them or I'm not getting a clear answer, which they're still speaking and they're speaking is evaluated. But can you look at your back and think about the purpose of, and was it in your lower back? Mm -hmm. Okay. Think about your lower back. Your lower back would carry the majority of the weight when you're picking up or doing things. And I'll just share from my experience what I had brought to me before, and this is something that you can evaluate too, and all those listening, that when you do a lot of heavy lifting, your lower back carries a lot of that burden. So it was told to me, are you carrying too much weight? What do you need to put down? And we had a lesson on this in our gathering about you have baggage or like you have a book bag or you're carrying baggage or, for example, you're at an airport and you're carrying luggage or baggage and set the baggage down. You're, you're carrying too much on your backpack. What do you need to lay down? What do you need to still carry? For example, are you still, you're carrying something and it's interesting because you had mentioned that you asked Yah to help you see what you couldn't see. And with what they did, all of a sudden you have back pain. Is it really that you all of a sudden have it? Or I'm just showing you something that 
you haven't recognized that there's pain there. There's something going on spiritually that we want you to look at, but you're not seeing it. So I'm going to allow you to see the pain and I'm going to allow you to feel it to, to trigger you to, because if you didn't feel the back pain, would you necessarily, man, I've, I've got something going on with my spiritual walk. So I really need to, or you, wow. And the reason this is so important in regards to the health from Yah's perspective is health from Yah's perspective is your overall well-being. And the health that they're concerned about is not physical health, but it's your spiritual health. Mm-hmm. Those listening and those that are listening in the future, think about this. Have you really sat down and thought about this? If you have some kind of chronic pain, let's say you have chronic back pain, you get migraine headaches, you have a skin condition, had you have you ever even thought about is this something that's manifesting itself because there's some spiritual issue going on? Now, I'm not a licensed doctor or physician from the worldly perspective, but Yah is the greatest doctor, physician, psychiatrist, psychologist you can have that really think about that. If you have cancer, have you evaluated, is there spiritual cancer? If you have asthma, if you have difficulty breathing, are you breathing in things of the world that are dirty and smog and asbestos and you're getting clogged up? If you're coughing a lot, you have a cold and you're stopped up, is your body saying, hey, there's something wrong, you need to get rid of whatever this dirt is, this pollen, whatever you're, if you have allergies, is there something you're not seeing that you're doing that you're inhaling all kinds of things that you think are true and it's affecting you in your body because it's affecting you spiritually. These are things that, and cause y'all brought this to our attention that we don't anymore. And, and you can agree. Uh, I'll just say, I don't anymore. Just look at something. If I have a, a sudden pain or something's going on and think, well, it's just, I'm just getting older and it's just the way I'm sitting. And because that prostate inflammation that I had years ago had come back a few times and evaluating it and through discernment coming to mind, are you sitting in one place on something too long? Oh, so doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results or sitting in the same place and not moving forward, then okay, so Yah's letting me see. Now, is there a physical um, effect for sitting in a chair too long? Certainly. And it could be very well that we're sitting in the chair, get up and walk around, get the, get the blood circulating. I'm not saying this isn't a blanket saying every single spiritual or excuse me, every single physical ailment you have means that you're doing something wrong and there's there's some reason that God is putting something on you. I'm not saying that. I'm also going to say, I'm not saying that Yah would not put something on you or allow something to happen. What I'm saying is just start thinking about and evaluating things like that that are happening in your life. Have you had somebody that you know that has an ailment and they say, well, I've just had migraines since I was younger and there's nothing I can do. And then you think, okay, so a migraine headache is in regards to pressure because you get a headache, there's internal pressure. Mm-hmm. 
is there something that you're doing? Are you stressed? Are you anxious where you're storing up that stress and it goes to your head? And it's just to show you that all of a sudden you'll get stressed and your stress will rest in your head or your stress could rest in your legs or your back or your feet and just things you're not thinking about. But for those that are pursuing true faith in God, look at what's going on in the physical to give you a sign of the spiritual and vice versa. That if you really aren't walking around with any kind of chronic issue or any kind of acute issue that just comes up, okay, well, at this moment, there's no real pain that I'm dealing with. And okay, well, that doesn't mean that you're perfected, but it just means, okay, at the moment I'm not, but you're going to have something. If you don't have pain in your physical, you can bet there's some kind of pain in your spiritual and it may not get to the point where it manifests manifests itself into the physical. But here's the truth that if you're not pursuing true faith in Yah to get to that ultimate circumcision of the heart where you have sin removed from your heart and placed in your body of flesh, you have a chronic sin condition. You have cancer in your spiritual body and people wonder why so many people get cancer. Well, I've beat cancer. And I'm not going to say that people haven't had physical cancer going to remission because my wife is a testimony of that, that having physical cancer removed from your body. And a lot of people have that and they'll go on the chemotherapy and it'll get rid of the uh, cancer cells and it'll kill a lot of other cells. But that I'm not going to say that you can't be healed from physical cancer, but I'm going to say this, that the spiritual cancer is far worse And it has eternal consequences. If you stay in a condition of having cancer in your heart, you can't enter the kingdom of God. That you must have sin taken away from you, placed in your body of flesh, because when you die and you depart, and you either go to Abraham's side, or you go to the place of torment, waiting for the judgment, you're going to shed this body of flesh. The body of flesh stays here, so it's imperative that you find the circumcision of the heart where the body of flesh has the sin nature attached to it. The body of flesh stays here. You who have your life hidden in Christ and Yah are protected and covered. And then once you're given the perfected body, because it has no sin, you can then have the glorified perfected body in the end. So this is a key thing to really evaluate. If you think that you're healthy, evaluate that. Well, you may say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I'm, I mean, I'm older and I have some aches and pains, but, but Sergio, you tell me in the word of God, and there are a few places, you tell me where Yeshua specifically spoke about physical health and the importance of that. Do, do you remember any scripture where he said, You need to eat these vegetables. You need to exercise twice a day and you'll be healthy. No. What was his concern in regards to health? The concern was, uh, was following. Yeah. Doing what Yah tells you to do. Um, my thoughts went to where, 
Messiah heals the man and tells him, um, go and sin. He says, uh, go and sin no more, lest something worse comes upon you. And then the aspect of, of the lady or the woman who had the bleeding issue, who had the faith in her to just, if I could just touch the hem of his garments, I know I would be healed. Yet again, her faith made her whole and took away her ailment. But yet again, the spiritual issue in regards to it um, is is much deeper. Um, and I would I would definitely say that spiritual. I mean, the physical ailments are definitely tied to spiritual ailments um, within within you walking in faith or walking to pursue faith. For my own example, um, I had, uh, I would say probably a good couple of months ago, um, I would just have these sore throats come out of nowhere. And I was just like, what is going on? Like, And it would last like two weeks. just, And it would just be sore throat. <clears throat> and I was like, what is, and, and again, not the first thought to, all right, yeah, what's, what is this? My my, third, my first thoughts go to okay. Well, let me take this. Let me do this. Let me gargle salt water, and it wasn't until I was like, "Yeah, what? What is this? Like, I don't understand. What? Why is this coming on me? And why is it repeat? Well, have you eva- And then for me, how well have you evaluated how you're talking to people? How are you talking to your wife? How are you talking to your kids? How are you talking to coworkers? Evaluate those things. And again, had a had a had that uh, kind of bump on the head by ya by Abba, and like, hey, just 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 take some time and think about that. And yet again, um, with when those things are shown, you have the option to uh, disregard it, or okay, well, I'm gonna dig into this. Let me see. All right, well. Didn't really talk nicely to my wife or say something that was out of line or raising my voice at my kids or um, having uh, a, a subconscious uh, fit of uh, fit of rage where I'm raising my voice, but I don't recognize that I'm raising my voice and, and so on and so forth. And I just said, oh, wow, okay, well, setting my mind to start changing that to not be that way, to recognize, well, okay, I'm starting to feel that rise. Nope, I'm not going to, I'm going to step back. I'm going to take some deep, deep breaths. And then I speak appropriately. And then, you know, just, and that's just one example. Um, but um, let me ask you this. <clears throat> with what you talked about with the physical healings, yes, Messiah did do physical healings because with his work that he was doing, 
he had to finish his work, him having the death, him dying on the cross, being crucified and being buried and then raised from the dead so that the circumcision of the heart done by mother, which is the removal of the sin nature from your heart, that he had to die himself so that he could have the circumcision of the heart. And then also because of that, mother could then give circumcision of the heart to those that have faith in the son so that mother could dwell in them for could dwell with them and not have to leave. So the physical healings were to show that he was the son of God, that that's why when he says that greater things than these you will do, the greater thing is, is that you now have the aspect of the spiritual healing by presenting this gospel message that you will be able to have people be raised from the dead and the blind to see and the lame can walk, that you can walk as Messiah did now. You can know the truth and will really be convinced of the truth. And in part, you can start knowing God. But his work had to be done. But we're not taken away saying that, well, it's physical healing, Messiah did. Yes, he did. But what I'm bringing out is when did he have specific teachings on your health being based on physically what you eat and what you drink? Now, he did talk about eating and drinking, but in, even in the Old Testament, this was coming to mind, if I remember right, it was Daniel, that he and some friends of his or servants were went into the king and they said, well, just give us vegetables only and you'll see how much healthier we are. I'm not saying that you won't have physical health in this faith. The focus is the spiritual because the spiritual is eternal. The, the physical is temporary. And that's why the word says bodily exercise profits a little, but righteousness and truth and holiness avails more because even Messiah said, man doesn't live by bread alone because the enemy was attempting to tempt him to turn these stones into bread. And he didn't say, don't eat physically. No, he just said, no, true living is the spiritual eating and the spiritual health. That's how you live. We have instances of Messiah being into the wilderness. What was it? 30 days, 30 nights that he didn't, as we know, didn't eat or drink anything. Mm -hmm. Moses, two different times that I recall, or may even be more. 40. And I can't remember the number of days, but could, like you mm -hmm. said, 40, that how many days and nights of not eating or drinking, but don't lean our, on our own understanding and think he wasn't eating and drinking. Being in the presence of God, Yah is perfect. They can sustain you for how many days they want to sustain you if you have no physical water, no physical food. When the Israelites were in the wilderness, manna from heaven came down and rested on the grass and they would pick it up. But Yah was clear that make sure that you gather what is necessary. No, I'll, I'll provide what you need. They, Yah didn't bring down steaks and hamburgers and French fries and cherry limeades and all these other things from, and yes, we, 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 we chuckle, but the, the point being made of, they know what we need. And so much focus is put on what the world says health is. Well, if you eat, if you're vegetarian or if you're vegan, or if you're, then you, then you'll be healthy. 
and you don't drink caffeine and you don't drink alcohol, but wait a minute. In the word of God, it says, Hey, um, if I remember right, Timothy, Hey, drink a, or drink a little bit of um, alcohol for your stomach or a little bit of wine. wine, but it talks about don't be drunk. Doesn't say that you can't drink alcohol. What it warns of is drunkenness. And that's not just drunkenness in the physical. It's the spiritual. When you're drunk, you're not in self-control. So don't walk in drunkenness because you're walking around not knowing what you're doing. And that's detrimental. That's not godly. So yeah, you can have, I mean, the wedding banquet that Messiah said, I'm not going to drink of this wine. And we know that's more spiritual than just physical, but the fellowship and all that. But we've got to get our minds on what is it that Yah says good health is. The word of God in Proverbs says this. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. And you were saying that this will bring health to your whole body and strength to your bones. Now, it's not just saying you just do that one thing and no, but think about what God's saying. When you fear the Lord, you see God as a terror. You'll turn from sin. You'll shun evil. Like if you shun, if I shun you, Sergio, get away from me. I don't, well, Sean, nope, nope, Sergio, get, get, you shun dysfunction. You have a lifetime of that, but that will lead to you walking in repentance and obedience and trust. And you continually, and then you revere God, you still shun evil, but you're still walking in fear of God because you you know that God can, you know that God can punish you and put you in hell. But think about that. It, the spiritual brings health to your whole body and strength to your bones. Doesn't say anything about you eat four oranges in the morning with your breakfast and then you eat grapes for dinner with your whatever it is. And this is not saying that you don't eat healthy, meaning you don't eat what God has made, the vegetables, the fruits, but don't rely on that to be healthy because you could eat, Sergio, you could be vegan, you could be vegetarian, and you can say, I'm not eating another piece of meat, I'm not drinking any soda, no coffee, it's straight water, and you're still going to die. You're not going to live. Now, physically, could you maybe help you to where you don't have a lot of the physical pain. But if you ignore your spiritual, Oh man, I feel great. And I'm healthy. I'm 80 years old and I'm working out twice a day. And, but spiritually I'm dead. No, you're, you're dead. You're dead spiritually. So you could be a pile of bones, but this covering is just, you're making the covering, which is dysfunctional, the body flesh that, everything's great. And then what happens? You end up in the abyss and you perish. So what good is that? So with this information, what if God, I'll ask you this, what if Yah said, Sergio, from here until I tell you when, I want you to eat a hamburger and French fries every day for the next two months, for two months, for every meal, hamburger and fries. Sergio, you can't do that. If you eat that, your cholesterol and and you know it's God? Mm-hmm. 
you eat burger and fries for 59 days. And on the 60th day, well, it's just, it's just, just one more day. I mean, God's gonna, and you disobey God. All of a sudden you get sick, you're in the hospital, you have open heart surgery and well, see, I told you it's because you ate all those burgers and fries and it's like, no, because I didn't do what God said or no, I'm not doing it. I'm not eating burger and fries. And then, man, I feel good because I'm still eating the vegetables. And because you disobey God, you're as unhealthy as you could possibly be. But you eat those burger and fries and people are like, man, Sergio, you look, your skin looks great and you have a great attitude and you're just, and you're eating burger and fries. And that's what God told me to do. That's what I want to do. I'm going to do it. And the point of this, and we could be humorous with this more, but the point is Yah tells you to do it and you obey God, and that's your mindset, you can't get any more healthy than a mindset of obedience to God, repentance, obedience, and trust, seeking with all your heart, continuing in that, the spiritual health. Yeah, you're going to die, but you're, but that death is just shedding this body, but living eternal? You know, what is, like, what does the word say, like, do not taste, do not handle, now, we, we have that with the spiritual because there are things that we do not taste and do not handle that about sin and things that aren't that are against God that we don't touch and taste those. But no, I'm I'm going to do the best I can to walk in the will of God and walking as Messiah did. What better health can you have? You're going to have ailments. We're not promised in this faith that you're not going to get sick that you're not going to get cancer or have a car accident or be paralyzed or we're not guaranteed that what we are guaranteed on is that if we're in Messiah and walking as he did and we die, that we will have a place in the kingdom. And that's because we fulfilled the stipulations, but the so much focus is put on leaning on your own understanding about what true health is and with what the word of God says, there are places where it talks about physical health, but to truly be spiritually healthy is to have the true faith in God and be following the truth of God, walking as Messiah did. That's the absolute optimal health that you can possibly have. And we are not guaranteed that we're going to be spared sickness and illness. I mean, Messiah, that he died, the death that he died, Paul had a lot of struggles had ailments mm-hmm. that we're going to have times of sickness and struggle and suffering, but use it as a functional aspect that we can, wow. Yeah. Thank you for this. I'm going to have, just be grateful that I have a sit this situation here because being in Messiah, it's all blessings for me. So if I get sick, what can I learn from it? It's really, it's putting you on the side of you're going to struggle and suffer anyway, but, are you on the side of blessings? Or are you on the side of curses? Do you get cancer in your physical body, but you don't have cancer in your spiritual? Okay, yeah, well, what is this? What's going on here that I'm not? Or this is my lot and my portion. Yeah, you're done with me for my time here. Then I'm okay to depart this earth however you want me to go. But I just know for me, this speaks to me too, that you think if I can just do something like a, if I just want to, if I want a quick fix, a quick change to get healthy, well, I'll just change my diet. Well, we know that first of all, you have to want to do it. 
until you got to set your mind, then you got to get it into your heart. Then it becomes programming. So these new year's resolution and things, most people, they don't really want to do it. And therefore it doesn't really stick. It doesn't get anywhere. You have to say, no, I've evaluated this. I really want to do this and that's what I'm going to do. And then you start the practice, but, and we even talked about this recently, me and Phil on a walk that you can set your mind to do something, but is it not an obligation or is it because you really want to do it? And then that's why I'm doing it. Cause I really want to, instead of, well, I've got to fix this. Well, but can you really fix it? If you don't want to really make a change, you're just saying it, but then you don't get anywhere. So just this whole aspect of the health really evaluate when you have ailments and what's the worst that's going to happen. You go to God, you don't get an answer. You don't discern anything's wrong. Okay. Well, yeah, I've got this sore throat. I know I was outside. It was, you know, it was kind of cold or I was run down and tired and my body was susceptible and I, I may have breathed in the cold virus. And then now I have a sign of a cold, which is a sore throat. And you know, it hasn't gotten any worse to where it's strep throat. I don't have a fever, but I can really, it's getting kind of raw. And well, cause I've had that recently too, that are you talking too much about telling other people what they should change? And you're not, you focus on yourself, quit worrying about other people. Cause I had a sore throat for about two weeks and it was like, man, like what? And that for me, just one of those, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I don't really enjoy is the sore throat for me is kind of like the stomach ache that is like anything but the sore throat. I don't know what it is about the sore throat is just such a, which it makes sense. That's why it's, Hey, do I have your attention with this? Because do you see the pain? Do you realize how much pain you're causing when you're speaking to people that way and to God? And it's like, Oh, I don't want to do that anymore. And then, okay, well, I'll remember this now to where you have a two week sore throat. You're going to remember, I'm not talking like that anymore and you'll still do it, but it'll be, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought this to my attention. I would definitely concur with that. Just for the simple fact that, um, yet again, I mean, two weeks was two weeks to the three weeks for with the sore throat. That just seems like, I mean, anything you eat, anything that you want to drink, it just, it just decides to, it just stings or burns. Um, or it feels like yeah, you're eating rocks. <laughs> so, I mean, it's what it really feels like when you're trying to eat even soup, um, the, that feeling, but, um, yet again, uh, when y'all gives you the lesson of, you know, all right, here it is you, and it's right in front of you. It goes back to uh, a, 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 a teaching that came from Ema um, multiple times, and it was it was the aspect of um, and as your the thought will come to you as your went on that just as a, a clarification, because we haven't said this in a while. When we say the word Ema, uh, Serge is referring to Mother, the Holy Spirit. We just haven't said that word in a while. Oh, 
it was a lesson about um, the things of Yah are an acquired taste. And um, and there's been different references um, in regards to um, acquiring taste, um, whatever, whatever it is that you don't like and you may not be fond of, um, that in order for you to acquire that taste, you have to want to or apply yourself to eat it um, or drink it. Um, like like for me, um, a good one that's came out plenty of times, I didn't like LaCroix. I could never, I was like, ah, this doesn't taste right. But now, because I changed my mind and thought, hey, it's better than soda, and I, I'm going to learn to like this. And in itself, that's just from a worldly aspect, but, but things of yah are uh, an acquired taste. You're not going to like it. It's not going to always feel good, um, especially when you get, uh, when you ask for, um, when you ask yah to show you something and, and it comes and it comes to you with a good force that you're going to be like, ow, that, that did not feel good. That, that hurt to the point where I felt it everywhere. And to the point where it does, it, it definitely does shake you to, to a core to where it's like, okay, I didn't, I didn't see that I was doing all that. Okay. And then you got to start digging through it. You got to dig and pull the things that don't line up with y'all and toss them in the trash and keep what does line up with y'all. And, um, and you got to do it over and over. It's a continual process of, of seeing those things that y'all shows you and okay, that doesn't line up with you. I'm not doing that anymore. And you work on it and you work, you walk in it. And, um, even with the things according to, um, yet again, um, I know it's been spoken about that with faith, you have to walk through old Testament first. So you have to get the acquired taste of what the old Testament was about, what the, the, um, the aspect of all the obligations, all the regulations, the decrees, the rules that Yah set out for his people, in regards to what they need to do, in regards to, um, you know, from building the the tent, uh, the or the tabernacle to um, how they sacrificed and the Sabbath and um, and yet again the Ten Commandments and everything that encompasses that to the aspect of it. It's this. Or it's disobedience. You do it this way, or the consequence of because of your disobedience. And yet again, uh, had lined up that um, the aspect of blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. And when the Israelites decided to disobey, they got the consequence. And um, and when they turned away from their wicked ways and decided to turn back to Yah, then Yah was there to help them. But that's what came to mind in regards to that that aspect of that Yah is an acquired the things of Yah are an acquired taste. But you yourself um, have to make the decision that you desire 
the things of Yah that you desire to acquire the taste, even if you it makes you want to throw up at first. That no, I know this is right. This is fair. This is just. That's what I'm going to do. Well, have you heard of steak tartare? Mm-hmm. That it's raw, like raw meat. Well, you look at it because I, I was watching a movie where the guy got it, and you look at it, and I'm not eating that or sushi. I'm not. But to somebody that has an acquired taste, which like to acquire it isn't one time. It's like you said, you have to convince yourself that you like it, that you have to tell yourself and no, I'm going to like this. You mentioned the LaCroix, the seltzer water, sparkling water that, cause I've, I've tasted that. I haven't acquired a taste for it. Like I could drink it and it would be like, yeah, it tastes a little bit like black cherry, but this is not. Now other things that I have acquired a taste for, oh man, this is, you taste something. Oh, that's the taste. And somebody may say, no, you haven't had this type of food. This is the taste. And you're like, no, I don't No, Try it. And then you try it and you're like, yeah, not really used to that. And how much vine ripe food or fruit vegetables do we really get here where I shop and stuff? You don't get the vine ripe. The vine ripe tastes completely different. If you gave somebody tomatoes that you get at Walmart, let's say the Roma tomatoes, and you make a salsa with that, if I were to make salsa from tomatoes out of a garden that somebody grew and I mean, the water content from that, I mean, you would have to take a lot of that out or they would be really hard to chop. And, but like these, you put them in a chopper and they come out like really firm and because they're picked when they're green, but you can, you can train yourself and you must train yourself to be godly that you, we actually had this the other night at our gathering that you're going to eat this scroll and to you, it's going to be sweet as honey because you have an acquired taste for my word, but in your stomach, it's going to be sour and it's going to be sour in your stomach. And think about you tell somebody truth to you, it's sweet, but to them it's sour. No, you're, you're just, you're being rude. You're well in your stomach. It's, it's sour and it's bitter. And that's what Yah was getting at was to you, it's going to be nice and sweet because you've, it, it's sweet to you. It's like sweet as honey, but to other people that reject it to them, it's the exact same truth, but to one, it's a blessing and to the other, it's a curse. Meaning that think about it. If you're not on the journey of faith and really until you get circumcision of the heart, that you're on the journey of curses. So you're going to struggle and suffer anyway. Why not struggle and suffer on Yah's side where it has meaning? Why, why struggle and suffer and die in vain when you're going to struggle and suffer anyway? One pushes you towards God. The other will get you away from God. And, and Yah has not made this so difficult that anybody, that nobody can find this truth. The, the truth itself is simple. The difficulty is your programming and my programming and all the junk that's been in there, all the hoarding that we've been doing all these years. And everybody hoards. So you're going to have all kinds of junk that's in there. 
Yah will help you to see the junk. And you really want to see how bad you've hoarded this house? Yes, Yah, I want to see it. Okay. And they open your eyes and you're like, but I can't get it all done at one time. We know. But you can work on this aspect here and start cleaning it. Because if you, I don't know if you've ever seen the hoarding shows, the Mm -hmm. hoarders. We were actually watching one the other night and um, they had a lady that, and as I was sitting there, I just had compassion because I'm like, she, all of this, majority of this is her programming, all the situations she's had. And, and she had cats that she had and the cats were all over the house and they had dead cats in there. They found skeletons mm-hmm. and stuff because she just, because of whatever mental struggle she had that she just, she wasn't seeing it as a problem. And the daughter comes in and starts getting mad and frustrated. She's like, I can't believe you live like this and storms off and then makes her feel worse. But the thing is, is that the daughter has the same hoarding issue. It's just, you see that and you think, well, you know, mine isn't as bad as, as that, but spiritually, mentally, emotionally, that everybody hoards stuff, but faith in Yah gives the opportunity to organize the things that you do to where you don't have to just hoard stuff and pile stuff in that everything is in a nice, neat, organized order where you're not hoarding, you're storing like that. Cause I mean, the room that we're in now is not when we have some stuff in here, but it's organized pretty good. But Mm -hmm. how many things are in your lower conscience that are just stacked up to the ceiling with boxes and trash bags? And well, I don't do all that stuff. Yeah. But you haven't even opened up these bags that have been closed off. And until Yah says, Hey, Sergio, what about this bag? Oh, I didn't even see that. Okay. Well, we know. And that's why we're not holding it against you. But now that you see it, we want you to, to start working on it because what you have in your lower conscience is going to, is going to be a part of your spiritual health that, all right, you've got a lot of junk in there to be more and more healthy, have a better, better well-being in, in the spiritual aspect that you need to replace these things that are dysfunctional with godly things which are functional help me to see and even for tonight yeah help me to see when i'm not seeing and then they show you something okay well all right i wasn't seeing that before what do i do with it now because the longer this stuff stays here that something may rise up to where i didn't realize i'm carrying all like before we're carrying all this baggage and well you have to set your mind that you want to lay the baggage down and two, that you're going to, and then help me see the baggage that I'm carrying so that I can put down what's unnecessary. Am I trying to do too much? Am I trying to impress God? Am I trying to impress other people? What am I carrying? That's an unnecessary weight to carry because in faith, there's going to be weight anyway, but what unnecessary things am I carrying that's causing the worry and the stress and the anxiety and then leads to depression and stuff like that. So all these lessons are so important. This is just another one just to bring to the attention of people that yourself and others, have you ever thought about your spiritual health? Or do you just assume that, well, I'm a believer in God. I accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior and I'm healthy because I accepted Jesus and I'm saved. But really think about health, your overall well-being. Well, am I walking in the ways of God? Am I 
walking in repentance? Am I walking in obedience and trust? Do I have circumcision in the heart? Am I on the journey of it? Am I seeking God with all my heart? All these different things, because that's the health that Yah is looking at, that get away from sin, get away from the worst dysfunction that you can have and find true faith in my son so that you can be healthy, that you can have a good health. Because if you're unhealthy spiritually, then what good is that going to do you? You're not, see, this came to mind as well. How many people have you seen, Sergio, that have been diagnosed, let's say, with lung cancer and they had no symptoms, like didn't even know about it. And you go to the doctor to get checked out and then, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that I had lung cancer. But think about that. You're, we talk about Christianity often and we've been there. Well, in Christianity, do you think that everything is great and you don't need anything and I'm saved and and life is just joy and peace? But you don't feel the pain Mm -hmm. because you don't recognize you've got sin in your heart. You you don't have any symptoms that you see because you're not looking for it, but the signs are all around, but you're not, I'm not sick. Until you go to God and God, show me what I need and you're a sinner. you're broken within, Mm -hmm. then we can start doing something until you're broken. What can we do? I can tell you all these things, but until you break within, how can, like you mentioned, how can you be fixed? You don't fix something that's not broken. You're you're not going to go home and Andrea's like, Hey, I'm going to, what are you doing? Tearing the toaster apart? Well, I'm just going to figure out, you know, how, because it's broken and the toaster's not broken. What are you doing? Now you go in there and you put your bread in there and you push it down and it, like I had for me, the little lever for the toast comes back up and it does that because it's unplugged mm-hmm. where you plug it in, mm-hmm. but you plug it in and you push it down and you're, all right, it's been five minutes. Why is my toast not popped up? It's not hot. Well, something's wrong here. All right, well, let me, let me fix it. But yeah, you wouldn't just go by somebody's house. I'm here to fix your roof and the roof is fine. No, it isn't. It's broken. And see, that's the thing. That's what we attempt to do. We see somebody else that's broken, but they don't think they're broken. And I'm going to go fix you, Sergio. I know exactly what you need. And all right, come here. And what do you do? Hey, come over here. I'm going to fix you. And you're like, what? I'm not broken. Leave me alone. How can I help you? But you say, Sean, I'm broken. I know I'm broken. Help me. I I know I'm, I'm lost. Help me to find the truth. I just don't know where to go. Okay. Are you going to listen to what the word of God says and what we tell you and evaluate it. Yes. Okay. Then we can do something, but it's like the old adage where the guy's drowning. Well, the guy thinks he's drowning and the guy's just swimming in a lake and he jumps out and tries to rescue him. And he's like, what are you doing? He's like, you're drowning. I'm rescuing you. And he's like, I'm not drowning. And the guy tries to pull him into shore and he's fighting against him. And he's like, no, you're drowning. And the guy's like, no, I'm just swimming. No, you're drowning. And he tries to bring him in. How's that going to go? And, and we're laughing about it, but cause it's like, I'm not drowning. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. And it's like, I'm wasting my time here. I can see that you're drowning, but if you don't recognize it, you're not going to accept the help. And if you don't want the help, there's not a thing I can do for it. I can sit, I could even, if God would allow it, I could open up a vision for you to see the abyss and you'd be like, no, I'm not going there. And it's like, don't you see the the flames and don't you want to, no, I'm, I'm fine. And until you're convinced, it doesn't matter. 
it's interesting how you, what you're saying in regards to that because my thoughts went to where Messiah tells the um he tells and the Pharisees were right there in front of him. It's like I did not come for those who are healthy. Um, I came for the sick, those who need help, those who are spiritually and can recognize that they're spiritually dead. Uh, that's where I, that's what came to mind. And then my other thought went to the aspect of um, in scripture where it talks about when you clean out your house, make sure you fill it back in with what's good or you'll have spirits come back in that'll make it seven times worse than what it was. Um, and there's, there's aspects in regards to that from, from the beginning of faith and even into the, to the aspects of, of having circumcision, circumcision of the heart. Um, but um, that came, that brought up the mind of when you start cleaning the house out, which is your subconscious, you start cleaning, seeing the things that Yah is showing you, and you start take, you know, taking that out to where, all right, that doesn't line up with Yah, I'm tossing that away, and you throw it out of the house um, until you start organizing with the things that are going to remain in the house that are of Yah, that line up with Yah, and that are pleasing to Yah. I'm going to go back to the scripture that you were given with Messiah and I didn't come for the healthy, but the sick. Well, that just goes with the the point of what we're talking about is that the focus of health is spiritual health, that if you just focus on physical and not the spiritual, then you don't have health because health is like your full well-being. So for example, we're not advocating you just eat and drink anything you want in any quantity you drink beer, wine, it doesn't matter. And then because spiritually you're okay. No, because we know the word talks about don't be a glutton. A glutton is your, it's like there's a balance. You go to the extreme of one side, you don't eat anything and you're going to be um, like anorexic or frail because you're, you're too skinny and you're physically, you're not healthy. That's not good for your body. You go to the other side where you're um, obese or really overweight and you're on the, the gluttonous side, then you could have heart attacks and things like that. But that's the thing with the spiritual that in Messiah is where you're in that balance. And we're not removing just once again, we're not saying that you don't, you can't look to eat vegetables and drink water and eat physically healthy like that. Mm-hmm. We're not saying that, but the, the focus of you being healthy in regards to Yah's perspective is the spiritual health. It's obeying their commands. It's walking in their ways. That's where the the health that Yah is looking at resides that because what does it matter if you eat and drink these other things and you don't have, you don't obey God's commands where you're unhealthy anyway, it doesn't matter how good you think you eat and what's referred to as healthy, which is really God's creation, the, the fruit, the vegetables, things like that. Well, you think you're healthy because of that. Well, be careful that we don't do that and put ourselves under law because the Old Testament, like you referenced, does talk about the food and the drinks and ceremonial things. But what's the core of that? Obedience. Obedience, right. Obedience to God. So that's the physical so that you can understand the spiritual. So use the physical 
to understand the spiritual. You want to be healthy, then use the physical, like the fruits, the vegetables, which are things from God, water, the pure water of the word, the, the living water. So use that as a gauge to the spiritual, because like, I'll just say for me, I'm not a glutton physically with food. And there's times where I eat more than I should eat, but I find the more that I'm walking in line and walking in obedience to God and, and like that, that I find myself that I don't have the desire to overeat physically or over drink. I really watch more because I'm saying that when I drink sodas and eat certain foods that I don't feel very well, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to stay away from that. But it's more enhanced because of the spiritual that I'm convinced that if you're walking in the spiritual, you will walk in a balance with the physical eating. You won't be like, we don't have a record of Messiah and the prophets walking around overweight. But again, they're in a time where they're walking everywhere or on camels or donkeys to where they don't have the laziness that we have in this world. So that's a part of it because they would walk everywhere. They were more physically fit, but it's really finding that healthy balance and, and faith in Yah will help you to find that balance of there where you will in your physical health will be a balance that you will exercise and you will go out and walk and things like that, that it'll be more balanced. But if you solely focus on the physical only, then in, from Yah's perspective of a faith in Yah that you're not going to be healthy, that's not where the health is based. It's based in faith. You want to have good health, find faith in God. That, that's the point of this whole podcast and us what we're talking about is don't disregard the physical because that'll help you to see the spiritual, but don't put your focus on if I eat these things or if I do this exercise, then I'll be healthy. No, find your true health and faith in God. And like you said, there's no better health walking in God's commands walking in repentance, obedience and trust, circumcision of heart, that's the absolute best optimal health. And we don't have record of the disciples and the prophets walking around physically unhealthy that, that I know of that they had ailments, but we don't have like, you know, Peter and Paul had pneumonia and they had leprosy and they were just, just always sick. And well, no, because they were walking in God's ways and what God was showing them was you want health, do what it says in the Proverbs that fear the Lord and shun evil will bring health to your body and strength to your bones. Continually walk in my ways. Cause think about that. When you, when you get sick, a lot of the times you'll be run down. And if you're run down, then your body is susceptible. Well, are you attempting to get everything done in a day? Are you trying to be perfect in everything? And then that'll get you run down. And then you start getting sick when, okay, Maybe if I would slow down and get some sleep and not be so worried and stressed that maybe that would help with not getting the colds and the ailments. And again, this is not a blanket of you're in faith in God. You're never going to get sick. I'm not saying that. But the times recently when you've been sick, could you trace it back to you're getting stressed, you're getting overwhelmed, you're, and you're putting your body in that predicament because of the internal spirit of you is causing issues internally that then the body is a covering for the internal. So why would the body not take the brunt of what's on the inside? Like if I put 
put you in a tent and you wanted to get out, you're going to push from the inside out. You're not going to push from the outside in that you. So the, I'm saying that the physical is giving us insight into the spiritual and vice versa. definitely um interesting how in regards to um i think you remember the lesson we got about chaos how chaos is in yourself so taking on too much um creates the chaos within you you're so you're creating your own chaos which internally comes it pours out of course to your body and then yet again the aspect of um taking on too much or um, thinking you got to get it all done in one day or whatnot, and then you end up getting whatever it is, sick or sore throat or headache or whatever ailment comes upon you. Um, yet again, you, but you have to see that you're the cause. That it's uh, back to that. Uh, remember the the Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift song, um, where it's like, "Hey, it's me." Oh, um, anti-hero. I, yeah, anti-hero. It's like, I'm the problem. It's me. So you got to look back at yourself and just, uh, nope, yep, it's me. I'm I'm the problem. I caused this on myself. So um, yet again, going all back into with Yah or Yah, show me where am I, where, where did I, what, um, what's the problem here? What, what did I do? Or if I stepped out of line, um, or is this just something I have to bear under? Is this is this something just so that um, I bear under and just give you glory for it um, and praise you in it? Um, but that's what more or less came to mind in regards to it. We have an, an aspect in the word where it was King Hezekiah that actually asked for that he got sick and asked for some more time to live and Yah gave him more time to live. So you can have an ailment and be physically sick and Yah can give you more time that you can have an aspect of healing and the overall health. And that's the thing is because what I'm seeing is I'm just evaluating this as I'm speaking is it's faith in God is about you, your well-being, like your being, like the point of the fullness of faith. When you have circumcision of the heart, you have what's mentioned as the fullness of deity and bodily form. So you can't get any more healthy or well than God because they are perfect. Now we're not, we're perfecting. We're on the journey of, of perfecting, not perfected, because even Messiah himself he was perfecting when he was here. He wasn't perfected until he ascended into the kingdom because faith in God, if the core of this is obedience to God, obedience is not being perfect. It's perfecting. As you obey God, you are perfecting it because you're continually increasing in it. Because if Messiah was absolutely perfected, then he'd be immortal and he couldn't die. So he was made in every way, 
just like us, yet without sin, because when he came to that age of accountability, which isn't a set age, like 10 years old, 12 years old, 14, it's with each person, it's different that when he came to the point where he was able to see and be convinced of the right and the wrong, he chose obedience to his father and mother, where we chose sin. That's the difference because he was conceived of mother and, and Abba and placed into Mary, and then she gave birth to him. He has a body of flesh. Well, he has the opportunity to be corrupted because he's in a body of flesh, but he did not sin against God. He didn't sin. So therefore, we can't say that we have not sinned. We have in the past. Mm -hmm. But those with circumcision of the heart can say, I don't sin. And it's not that I haven't sinned, because if we say we've never sinned, then we make him a liar, and Yah's not a liar. They're true. So find the place where you don't sin anymore, and you're walking in that unity with God that you still carry the body of flesh, which has corruptibility, that you're going to get sick. You're going to have ailments. But the reason those things happen is to show you that it's by grace you're saved, through faith, not by works, it, that God's grace is sufficient, that just to realize that you're not God, that you're a part of God, but you're not God. So it just is a way to just have that humility of you're going to get things, but Messiah suffered and we're called to suffer. We're, we're called to suffer as he did. So you're going to suffer and struggle and even have the opportunity to be killed for faith because he said, they killed me. They're going to kill you. They persecute me. They're going to persecute you. So we're suffering as a part of faith, but we're not promised that we're not going to have any kind of ailments. Mm. But what we are promised is we have the ability to overcome the biggest ailment, which is sin, that we can find a place and must find a place in Messiah where you don't sin just like he did. Because if you don't, you're going to have the ultimate being casted away from him that get away from me. I never knew you. So dig into the word of God, seek God with all your heart, cry a lot for insight, call a lot for understanding, incline your ear to wisdom. You discover this faith journey in Yah, you be convinced of it. And with the help of Yah and you follow their truth, you will be convinced because the word says, and God doesn't lie, seek for me and you will find me when you seek with all your heart. So if you don't find God, it's not God, it's you. But that's the optimum place for health from Yah's perspective is the spiritual health. And the way to find that optimal health is to find faith in Abba, faith in Yeshua, and faith in Mother the Spirit. And that fullness of faith is that one baptism sealed with Mother, the circumcision of the heart. That's where you dwell spiritually in the heavenly places where the absolute best health you could get because they're holy, they're fair, they're true, completely pure. And that's the thing. But the, the problem is that people, because of what they're listening to, what their itching ears want to hear, that they're not digging into it and they just believe and are convinced of what people tell them. And they think that they're healthy because they made this decision to accept Messiah or I'm of this faith or whatever. And no, but 
just like we talked about before that I want to be convinced and, and ultimately know that I have the fullness of faith because then I'll know that I'm of optimal health that, and Messiah is referred to as the great physician. Well, because like he said, why would he say the words that he said that I didn't come for the healthy? And he's not talking about somebody that eats fruits and vegetables. He's talking like, you think that you've got the truth and you don't need my help. I didn't come for you. I came for the people that are broken, that like the woman with the blood condition that really want help that are going to come after me and be willing to do anything for it. Those are the people I came for the lost sheep. My thoughts went to the, um, the 10 lepers, the 10 leap on um, the, the 10 people, the 10 um, people that had leprosy and Yahusha cleared each one was like, go show yourself to the priest and offer the appropriate sacrifice that is you know, required. And all of them left. But only one came back to Messiah to give thanks to God. And Messiah asked him, weren't there 10 of you? And that just shows that in itself that that one that came back really wanted to be healthy. He really, he, to the, I would say to the fact that he started following Messiah and, or, you know, to walk with Yah. Because the aspect of that, I could see that as an aspect of you were, you were, you had leprosy of sin or you had the sin of leprosy in your life and you did, and Messiah clears you, but then you could, you chose to go back to it versus the latter of following Messiah or following Yah in his ways to stay away from it. That's, uh, and then, just tying that to an aspect that um, that few will find it in, in regards to the truth, that they few will want to know and search out for that truth of Yah, that um, the aspect of, or the scripture that goes along with broad is the road that leads to destruction, um, and few, and many, many are on that, but... Um, narrow um straight and narrow is the road that um leads to life and few will find it we actually talked about this in our gathering about noah's ark the question came up well how did yah sustain them like through that time and it just came to mind that when messiah was talking to when the enemy came to him and the enemy was like turn these you know that hey physically you've been out here you're hungry just go ahead and eat you know turn these into these stones into bread. And he knew that, no, the, the, the true eating is of the spiritual because he says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And I got this from Yah that, that translation, that's what it says, but what it, the more, the essence of it is man is not sustained by bread alone, but by your sustenance, like your, what keeps you going is, every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, it doesn't mean just the Bible, which has the word of God in it, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, that you're with God and you're spending time with them and they're talking to you, that the word of God is living and active, Mm -hmm. that that's what life is. Life is relationship, communication, 
following what the word of God says and walking in obedience, that's what life is that they know, just like Messiah says, your father knows in heaven what you need, that you need food, you need water to be sustained. They know that. And that's why he said, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're not, what you're going to wear. Cause he didn't say you don't need clothes. You don't need food. He just said, don't worry, which is trust God. Don't, they didn't say, don't be concerned about what you're going to eat or wear, but don't worry. Like, don't, how are we? How am I? How am I? No, don't. Abba and Ema know what you need. And what you need is faith in God. Mm-hmm. First seek the kingdom of God. Right. Seek first the kingdom of God. And so what does that tell you? You want to be healthy physically? Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you that you'll have physical health. That that will translate because you're seeking first what God wants. You don't think God won't provide you water and bread and of course they will, because mm-hmm. they say that they will, that you're more worth than many sparrows. Like if a sparrow falls down, that you don't think God knows that, but they care more about you in this. And with Messiah and his teaching, was not his teaching spiritual teaching? Mm-hmm. Well, Sergio, you need to eat an apple for breakfast, an oatmeal, and you do that, and well, what if they're out in the wilderness and they don't have fruit and vegetables and they just have meat? Well, that's what they would eat. But their sustenance was from trusting in God that how would you be able to survive? What if they didn't have water or anything that, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Or yeah, I'm thirsty. But what does Messiah say? Blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. Oh, doesn't say that you, you don't hunger and thirst for food and drink, but it says blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness because they'll be filled. So the, the concept of this is cause you can put yourself under a law of, well, it, it's that this is what God says. And we've got to separate our food, you know, kosher and non-kosher. And I'm not saying that you wouldn't do that because the, a lot of the Jewish people that they're very convicted that, Hey, this is what I should be doing. And I'm not saying that they shouldn't do it, but, put everything in its proper place, walk in the truth of God and you will have what you need. And really what came to mind with just this topic before we even started tonight was where does it overwhelmingly say in the word where it talks about physical eating and drinking as that's what you need to do to be healthy. Cause it's the spiritual aspect. It's the physical to understand the spiritual and then you can take it back, vice versa. But look at what Messiah said. Your ancestors in the desert, they got manna from heaven. Manna that came bread, God gave the manna, and they died. But I tell you, I'm the bread that came down from heaven. Eat of this bread, and you'll live forever. So what was God doing? The manna, the physical substance that they gave them to eat is a spiritual representation of Messiah being the true bread. He that eats of this bread will live forever. So the eating and drinking is the spiritual because the word also says the kingdom of heaven is not about food and drink, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy spirit. So if that's what, and that's what the kingdom is about, don't be, 
Don't worry about what you're going to eat and drink physically. Be concerned about eating and drinking the word of God. Messiah says, eat my flesh, drink my blood. If you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life within you. If you don't eat of my words and put them into practice, if you don't die my death, crucify yourself with me, then you have no life in you. He's not, he didn't say anything about you drinking a glass of water or eating this certain food. Hmm. But they know that you need those things to, because are they going to be okay? Well, I'm just going to starve to death because I'm not going to eat any physical food. Of course not. It, it's a balance that put your focus and you said it right on, nailed it right on the head. If we could sum up this whole podcast, seek first the kingdom of God and their righteousness and all these things that you're concerned about will be added unto you, which you need to eat physically, your physical body, all of that will be added unto you. You focus on the will of God and obeying their commands and walking in their ways and all these other things will fall into place. And really the goal of that is don't worry about it. Now have concern about things, but don't worry because worry doesn't change anything. It just gets you in your mind in chaos, like you said, and you're just, you're just constantly, constantly going around and around. So those listening, you're seeking good health. You seek after God with all your heart. You ask God, help me to see what good health is. Look into the word of God and you'll find that good health, like you said, uh, in the Valley of Dry Bones, you want to be that body that comes to life that has the skin and everything. Then you walk through the faith journey in God to where you have circumcision heart. You can have that body come to life and live and breathe. But it's a journey because you start where your bones and then the bones start rattling and then they come together and then you have a covering and then you have breath that comes into it. So it's God giving the the journey of faith that you start seeking with all your heart. You just get, get that little bit of rattling going and then you come into repentance. You kind of get the bones together and then you get obedience. You get the body of Messiah and then you get circumcision of heart and all of a sudden we have a living being now that can walk around and do things. So it's just another picture um, on the, on the journey of God, but Sergio, anything else that you have that comes to mind? This, uh, we've covered a lot of ground here. It'd be a good place for us to, to stop for the evening. Unless you have anything else to come to mind or you'd like to add. I mean, uh, other, um, I would say the only thing I have is, um, definitely just going back to the aspect of the, um, subconscious, and just asking y'all to shake your subconscious and to reveal the things that are unhealthy and that are spiritually holding you back. Because I know for myself, I've done that plenty of times in the last few months. And every time that I've asked, I have gotten it to where um, the, the shaking definitely, definitely um, is uneasy. And, um, but uh, I'm thankful for it because it allows me to move forward and see things that um, I wasn't able to see and that see that things, those things that don't line up with y'all to get rid of it and to um, and to replace it with things that do, do line up with y'all um, in regards to it. Um, and the only way to do that is just, you know, cry aloud for um, cry aloud for understanding. 
um, you know, seek, seek for it with all, you know, seek for it as you're trying to find hidden treasure and just continue to, um, desire to want to know what Yah wants you to know. And I had this thought, do you, do you like to drink you Yes. Okay. I'll occasionally get a, because with inflation, it's a lot more expensive, but I'll go and I'll get the 12 pack and put them in the fridge at the top where they get really cold. Well, I'll put one in there where I got too close to the, the blower thing and it froze over. But what came to mind was if you ever would get the bottle ones, which are my favorite. And I just think about the subconscious that think about a visual of you got the Yoohoo bottle and you got that big layer of chocolate just sitting on the bottom. What Sergio is talking about just for clarification with what Yah is teaching us is that in your lower conscience, there's so much buried there because your subconscious is where your muscle memory is that when things get in, they get into your things that get into your heart are there. And there's so much there that if you, and we've done this and have experience in this, that you ask Yah to shake your subconscious, which means that stir things up to where just like the Yahoo that you take it and you just shake, shake, shake like really fast or you can do it vigorously and you get all of that chocolate debris, which you want to have that chocolate because that's part of that mix. It just settles at the bottom, but there's so much that just sits at the bottom that when you can, you can open the Yoohoo and drink it and it tastes really good, but there's that layer of chocolate that it can even, there's that settled that you want to get it broken up. And that's what y'all will do is they will bring things up. They're, they're not going to bring everything up, but they'll shake it to where, just like a tree, if you shake the fruit, it'll fall off or you'll get a concept that'll be, or Sergio, what about the way you've been speaking to your wife? Oh, I didn't see that. Right. It's just like, you don't see it until you bring the sediment up to the top. So just to give a picture of what that is, but no, I will, we've very good Socratic. We'll, we'll stop at this for the night and I'll use the scripture that you brought up that really brings us around with the health that when Messiah, when he was teaching his disciples, because he knew that they had concerns about their everyday life, their everyday, their health, their well-being, and that he knew that he could see that they were worried. And he's saying and talking about where that Yah has concern for you, but what they're concerned about is your overall well-being spiritually, <clears throat> but they know that your body needs food and drink. So this is not eliminating, this is putting to focus from Yah's perspective, being healthy is spiritually healthy <clears throat> because the body of flesh is going to remain here. So what does it matter if the body of flesh is in great shape? The body of flesh is going to be dead and left here. So focus more, just like you said, Messiah said that don't worry. Instead of worrying, replace the worry with you have concern for things because having concern is godly, but worry is unnecessary because worry doesn't change anything. Worry is the, well, I don't know what's going to happen or there's no action, but concern is action-based. I'm going to do something about this. So I'm going to seek God. I'm going to cry aloud for insight. But if you worry, you're not crying a lot for insight and for understanding. You're just, you're trying to figure it out, leaning on your own understanding. So get away from that and get to where you're leaning on God's understanding, you're trusting in them more than more and seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, which is the truth of God, the life of Messiah, then that will give you what really satisfies and everything else that comes along with this life, your food, your clothing, 
you'll have what you need. But the problem we have is we want more than what we need. We want things instead of what did the Israelites collect every day? Like that substance that was on the grass, like it wasn't Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets and Jersey Mike subs and Chipotle and Wendy's Frosties and all these things that we've acquired taste for. It was like they were started to complain about the taste is that we want meat and be careful not to grumble against God because you do and you want meat. Mm-hmm. We'll give you plenty of quail waist deep yep. to where you'll get sick of meat and to teach you a lesson of I'm not going to complain against God anymore because who are we to complain against them that's perfect that you think they didn't know what they wanted? Mm-hmm. They could look and just by their actions see that I can see what they want, but what they need is they need true faith. And think about it, like you said, with acquiring the taste, think about the picture of the manna. That didn't taste very good. Well, the life of Messiah to a lot of people doesn't taste very good. Well, it's struggle and it's suffering. That doesn't taste good. But that manna from heaven, when you eat of it and drink of his blood, it's going to be such a sweet taste when you get to enter the kingdom of God compared to, man, why didn't I push through and acquire a taste for this? And what's going to be sour in the stomach at that and the judgment is going to be all the fast food and stuff is going to be sour to the stomach where it was so sweet before, but oh my gosh, why didn't I find it? And that's the thing, find it before that day because Mm -hmm. judgment day you're going to see God and it's going to be too late. But Sergio, we've had a really enjoyed this discussion. Uh, This is a good stopping point for us. Enjoyed having you here and just the information Yah's given, just the scriptures that you were given, just speaking to the spiritual health and and all the scenarios. So we will end here for the evening and uh, just want to say, because uh, I'm not there, but Phil and Cindy, uh, just thinking about you and glad everything went well. And uh, those indeed. others, go ahead. That's that indeed. Uh, you're in God's hands. God's with you and just glad everything went well. And um, we'll be seeing you soon. And have a good rest this evening and into tomorrow. And also want to thank uh, here in the live studio, we've got, um, and I don't know if these are actual person's names. Sometimes it can be aliases, but we've got, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing this right, Logan Abror, Jacqueline Apoku, and Apostle Ishmael Naomi. We really appreciate you listening and just, you know, wish that you would take the information and don't just listen to what we're saying. Go to the word of God, go to the Bible cry out to God for insight and understanding, make sure it lines up because don't trust in us, trust in God, you know, let every man, let God be true. Let every man be a liar because we can misspeak things at times. So just like when John was with the angel revelation, he bowed down and the angel said, don't worship me, worship Yah. So we will stop here for now. And um, Lord willing, uh, we will be back here on the next podcast, which is this coming Saturday, six o'clock AM. And just as a reminder, we do have an email hidden treasures with an S hidden treasures revealed at AOL.com. And we do have a Facebook page, which is hidden treasures revealed. And, um, if you'd want to, um, any questions, uh, things like that, you never know what the question or a concern that y'all will bring to mind. We'll have a future podcast mm-hmm. topic. So, for me and Sergio here tonight and um, with Abba Iman Yeshua. We will see you next time, Lord willing. 
Uh, everybody have a good evening. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it. Thank you for joining